One evening this past week, I watched the science fiction film Interstellar. For those who are unfamiliar with the plot, begins with a crisis. Climactic catastrophe has struck, famines rage across the land, everything is windswept with dust storms. Farming has become an all-hands-on-deck activity. This includes the film's hero, Cooper, a former NASA astronaut turned corn farmer. As a scientist, he knows the dire reality. Humanity's future is on the brink, teetering on the edge. Through a strange twist of events, Cooper finds his way to a secret NASA research facility where they are working on a last-ditch effort to save humankind. They're looking for a habitable planet far away in some other galaxy, and they enlist Cooper to be a pilot for the mission, a project they are calling Lazarus. When I finished the film, Though I enjoyed its beauty and much of its profound, many of its profound messages and plot, I couldn't help but feeling a bit uneasy. At the center of the film is a narrative that humanity's only and best hope is to be found elsewhere, another planet in some other galaxy. Of course, this narrative is a common one in science fiction. And one has to wonder, what does it say about our culture that the best we can hope for isn't the healing of this world, but of finding a future some other place? Our religious narratives contain some of these fantasies as well. I'll fly away to heaven someday by and by. We imagine Jesus to be a Cooper-like figure, someone who will usher us on to the rocket ship off to our heavenly home. But if we pay attention not to the Lazarus project, but to the Lazarus in John's Gospel, if we listen not to the fantasies of science fiction, but instead turn our attention to the vision, the book of Revelation, then we will find a very different kind of hope. A hope made manifest in resurrection. A hope accomplished through solidarity. In my upbringing, Learning the Bible, we always liked trivia. One of those pieces of trivia was, what is the shortest verse in the Bible? Anyone know? We heard it, at least in the old King James Version, in our gospel reading today. John eleven thirty five, Jesus wept. It was an easy verse to add to our scriptural memorization repertoire, 
But it wasn't until later that I realized just how profound that verse really is. Jesus wept. Here we're given a picture of God incarnate entering into the world and weeping alongside us, joining with us in our pain, our suffering, and our sorrow. Jesus wept, and from that place of solidarity, healing begins. As Jesus turns toward his friend Lazarus and accomplishes his resurrection, it comes from the place the ground on the same plane comes through solidarity. And that continues in Jesus' own resurrection, a reality that is a foreshadowing the resurrection of all creation. As St. Paul puts it, Jesus' resurrection is the first fruits of the new creation. And that's the picture that we find in our reading from Revelation, which comes right at the very end of that book. Revelation doesn't give us a picture of a rapture, of an escape from this earth. Instead, we find the whole of the cosmos resurrected, and God coming down to us to be with us and live with us, and all the creatures that make up the whole of creation's membership. In John, we have Jesus weeping, and then in Revelation, we have God wiping away every tear, making all things new. Today, we celebrate all saints. Over the history of this holiday, It has become a time when we remember those who we've lost, those who came before us. But there's much more to this idea of sainthood. The word saint is related to the word holy. The saints are the holy ones. And holiness is connected to health and wholeness. All of us are saints who are waiting for God's healing presence and power to enter into the world. All of us are saints who are waiting in our suffering for the wholeness that God will accomplish. All of us are saints who welcome and practice God's resurrection in all the broken and hurting places of the world. All of us are saints who join our lives with the God who came among us and is coming again in fullness to bring all things together in the communion of God's love. So let's let go of our fantasies of escape. Instead, let us begin the work of healing, knowing that whatever we start, God will come among us and finish. God is moving in and is already unpacking. Amen. Amen.